Spoiler alert! Welcome to Living a Life Through Books, the podcast about everything bookish. I'm your host, Dr. Shanaz Ahmed, and today we have book talk. I am discussing the book Verity by Colleen Hoover with a friend of mine, Sherry Haas. The story goes that I've had one friend want me to read Verity, my niece read it, and then Sherry read it, and it's just been this book that everyone's like, Shanaz, read it. I want to discuss this book with you. Shanaz, read it. Shanaz, read it. And I got frustrated and tired of hearing all the read it's, and I was like, okay, I'll read it. What is so intriguing about the end? And uh, anyway, as you heard in the beginning, there will be spoilers. Before I continue, just wanted to request you all to take a look at the show notes for ways to support me. Your support means a lot, lot, lot to me. So please take a look. There's Libro FM, there's Buy Me a Coffee. And uh, let's get right to Verity. By Colleen Hoover. Sherry, welcome to Living Life Through Books. I mean, this is a surprise episode because everybody's been talking about this crazy book called Verity yeah. by Colleen Hoover. And Colleen Hoover is like hit the charts like crazy. And Verity is one of her earlier books. Now she writes a lot more romances. And I read some of her romances and then everybody's been bugging me about Verity. So we're going to talk about Verity today. And there's going to definitely be spoilers because you cannot discuss Verity without a spoiler. And that's one of the biggest thing about the book is the entire book is made up of the ending. I would have to agree with that. And I don't think Verity is like anything else she has ever written. And I wish her writing would have continued along the lines. And don't get me wrong. I think authors can write multiple genres. I don't. I have no problem with that, but she writes creepy stuff. Well, I love the manner in which she wrote Verity. I, um, I have to tell you, I personally am disappointed. I gave it five stars for the surprise ending. And I was kind of, I felt peer pressure to give it five stars. I gave five stars and I'm thinking about it. And I gave it five stars because of the creativity to, come up with that ending and to write it in that way. Yeah, I think the twists and turns and the road in which she leads you down and the different, and I'm doing my best not to give spoilers and to keep it broad, right? I mean, Um, you can do spoilers. We said there's going to be spoilers. You cannot discuss Verity without spoilers, so. Yeah, I think her, her attempt to lead the reader down multiple paths was very good and I think that letting us come up with our own narrative and and how it was going to end and and be there right was awesome but like the whodunit portion of it I mean I don't think you should ever feel peer pressure to get five stars I know I know I know but it's just I think I gave it five stars. I mean, I think it could get like four, three and a half, four. Like the more I think about it, the the thing is the writing is good. She writes yeah. well. 
she I really- think it was better than three and a half or four. I think her romance novels, especially for you, um, because it's not a genre you particularly enjoy. It's all right. Um, the three and a half, four for her romances were right up your alley because not everything is for everybody. And that's okay. That's 100% okay. And that is part of this world, right? Uh, right. Everybody, the- everybody attaches differently to different topics and different books based on their own stories and their histories. That's why you have trigger warnings and things like that. And because different people identify differently. And just because I gave a book three stars or three and a half stars does not mean the book is not good at all. It just means the book didn't do what I wanted it to do for me. Not even that he didn't do it for me. It didn't do what I wanted it to do for me. That's where it is. Absolutely. And I think we could do a whole podcast on star reviews. Right. And what they should mean or shouldn't mean to people who look at a star review and determine whether they read a book on a review. Right. Like terrible idea. But anyhow. But Verity, I just think, okay, first of all, the writing is really good. Yeah. In comparison to her other books, was this writing more appealing to you so for me when I look at writing Mm -hmm. I look at it as an it doesn't matter which genre you are are the words put together where I am in that scene whether it's horror thriller fantasy romance children's book am I there and so when you have an author who's capable of putting an audience member at a particular location. So I don't think it matters whether it's a romance or in this case, a suspense thriller. I think the writing was good. It was on point. My issues is not really the writing. It was more the structure and the themes. And I think she struggled so hard to come up with this great surprise ending. Like, it's like I have to make this ending. I have to twist it in this way. And she tried to twist it and connect all the dots. But for me personally, I didn't buy it. Okay, there 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 are two things. Okay, one is, is the ending what it is? Is the ending that Verity is a good person or not? It's kind of like your Snape thing, you know? Is Snape good or bad? You know, at the end of it, when they reveal why was Snape being bad to Harry Potter, all Mm -hmm. of that, you come into, oh my gosh, Snape was good. And they explain it. But for me, after all the explanation, was Verity good or was she bad? I don't buy it. And I'll tell you why I don't buy it. This part of me is like, could it be? I don't buy it because your mind is so effed up. The author, like, yeah, like you have to feel like the one item was kind of a plant to make her get off, right? To make her, right. yeah, and it, it was contrived. It was contrived. Like it's like I got this cool idea to write this book. I'm gonna make this person good at the end, but they're gonna be. I'm gonna do 
every give them every proof that this person is bad. And now I'm going to give them the truth and make this person good. Yeah. And, but the only like the only thing that makes you lean like somewhat that direction for me is like at the, the very opening scene. Right. I just understand it. Where was the connect? Okay, explain the opening scene to me because I don't understand the connection of the opening scene because that's something I never got. Like, I, so help me understand because my understanding, let me explain what happens. In my view, the first chapter, the opening scene, main character, Lowen, she's an author. She has an important meeting with her agent who says there's this huge deal, blah, 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 whatever. They don't, she doesn't know what it is. She is waiting to cross the street to go to meet her publisher's office. And as she's waiting, this is New York, somebody stumbles onto the street. Uh, what was it? A bus, a truck, a car, whatever, hits this person that stumbles on the street. You hear the crunch of their head. Sorry, people, graphic alert now. Shoot, I should have said that before. But anyway, you hear the head crunch, blood splatters, okay? And so she has got, Lowen has blood on her shirt. And out of nowhere, out of no freaking place, comes Jeremy, the hero of the book. And he drags her. Her, because she's the only one in New York City when this accident happened who has blood splattered on her shirt. And Jeremy, who came in, decides to rescue only her and drags her into a restroom somewhere. They're in a restroom together. He gives her his shirt to wear. They trade shirts, whatever. No, they don't trade shirts, but he gives her his shirt. I don't know what happens to his shirt. Maybe he went and bought another shirt. And then she goes to her meeting wearing his shirt. Am I right? Okay. And then yeah. she's at this meeting and she realizes the meeting is with him. Which is yeah. so see, was that connect? Tell me how. Did I miss something? No, you didn't miss it. And so ultimately he had handpicked her, right? But how did he handpick her? That's what he said. He had handpicked her. Like how, why? What's the deal? I don't know. There's just so there's a creeper factor there for Jeremy, like that. Jeremy is the creeper, like so. So maybe it's the author's intention to to throw in a red herring, and it's the perfect red herring because it's always the husband. Well, and that's kind of the op- that's the tie between the opening scene and the end. That he had picked her, and that he had always been like so. He's pretty much a stalker. He found this woman and he stalked her, got her to author this book and then decided to get married to her at the end. And then it was all kind of created by him. Okay, let's play with that. Let's play with the fact that Jeremy is the creeper and all of that. But the book also basically, it implies at the end that the reason he became that was because he was married to Verity. She was a yeah. freaking, I don't know. I don't want to be married to Verity. No, I'm a hundred percent in agreement with you. Like, wow. Right. Like, okay. Um, okay. So here's the thing. 
I'm married to the psychotic person. My marriage is failing. I I recognize this marriage is failing. And it's not just failing in the normal ways marriages are failing, but it's failing in the worst possible psychotic creepy way i married the worst wife that can be i married a woman with a mental condition i married not to put down mental conditions guys i'm just saying i married a killer i made i married a psychotic yeah, we're talking fic- fiction as well we're not I, talking re- i know i know but you know when you say it you know you never know someone listens to this podcast who knows that i'm gonna get hate mail going you i can't believe you have no respect for mental illness i'd be like what? Uh, I'm just saying, okay. He marries this woman. He recognizes that lives are at stake being married to him. A, his kids' lives are at stake, which is huge. And potentially his life is at stake too. But he is like, oh my God, I love my kids. I like, it's always been my kids. He's been so attached to his kids, right? And now you have this woman you cannot even trust with your kids. And she's the mother. So now you're like, you're so in this thing of, I wish I had a mother figure for my children. I wish I had a wife who could be a wife. I wish I had so now, so now I'm going to look online. You know, I like an author. You're just kind of looking and it's then you're but looking at it. Did, but there he even admits like, I've never read that. I've never, you know. Right. I've never read your work. I've never read anything. Yeah. Just... So how was she chosen? OK, so again, there you go. How was she chosen? Yeah, the... like it's. So that's what I'm saying. A lot of contrived elements. There's that contrived element. My biggest contrived element is this, okay? Verity had moments when she was alone. Lots of moments when she was alone. Alone even with her son. Because she had lots of moments alone with her son. And, you know, let's just even take the one moment when when Jeremy was out here at the publishing office talking to Lowen, the very first scene. Let's say, okay, while Jeremy is in the publishing office talking to Lowen, Verity's alone at home with the nurse, probably, or even without the nurse, maybe she was sleeping. I don't know. With the son, possibly. Why could she not escape? I So to me, there was implied disability of some manner, like to a degree. Implied, but you realize that at the end, that there was no disability at the end. When she finally comes up, the, it's the, okay. It started off with the disability. Yes, she did get injured. Yes, she was in this coma state. What? Yes, yes, yes. And then she snapped out of it. Yeah. So I don't know. Like, I mean, obviously she she moved around the house at some point to yeah, some she, degree. She was very much moving around the house. And then the thing I liked and didn't like was it's a it's a combined factor. Is her son? Talking about, yeah, does mom talk to you? Oh, I shouldn't say that. I get it. You know, kids can slip up. But the son, I felt like this kid would have slipped. Would have slipped way more. Yeah. 
would have would have slipped way 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 that was the one that was the one thing i was like no that child would have been talking about it it's four years old yeah i mean because i have grandchildren that age i'm like "Mm -mm, nope that child would have been 10 year old different story four year old maybe even seven six or seven maybe four no the other thing is i'll be very honest i didn't like the sun at all and i felt that there was something that the author colleen hoover was trying to add an element to the sun almost like like i remember i texted you i said this is an element of good sun or whatever you know like you're like, is this kid evil? Like, is yeah, like I feel like it. It was almost look at all the trauma he had been through in those years, right? And so I don't know if that was the element that you were picking up on, or if I don't know. The very first scene when she comes in, he opens, he just goes into the door and slams the door shut on her face. Yeah. I I don't know. I that creeped me out. Really creeped me out because there was the reason the reason it creeped me out is because his dad told him there's this woman Lowen's coming open the door for her. Instructions were given strictly to this 4-year-old kid. Yeah. What is this 4-year-old kid's reasoning to be the way he was and just slam yeah. the door on her face and act like nothing happened? Unless Verity had already spoken to him and said, you know, do this, which yeah. which if that's the case, it didn't come up. And even if it did come up, why? I don't even know. It was just yeah. like, you know, and then there's the whole scene of, oh, you know what? My husband is making love to this other woman in our bedroom, right downstairs. They're having a great time down there. I'm okay with that. I'm just going to lock the door outside their bedroom just so I can write this note. Yeah. I am going to just write this note. My husband's having an affair with this woman. Yeah. I'm just protecting myself that way. All this time, how have you been protecting yourself by writing notes then? At any given time when you're writing this note upstairs, how have you been protecting yourself? Anyone could have walked in. You just decided to lock the door when they're making love because what are the chances a couple in the throes of love are going to go, oh, I got to stop. I got to stop. I got to run up and check on Verity. (laughs) Well, that's another example of when she could have locked the door and walked out with her son. There you go. Totally. This is it. I'm out. Um, They were busy. (laughs) They were busy. Yeah, they're very busy. Let's just walk out. Also... I would have liked to have seen a setup to a cabin or something in some other state in the United States where Verity was like maybe buying a small cabin or something which she was actually establishing herself Yeah, to be like, let's go there. No, I'm just going to, I'm just going to lay like a vegetable and hope. I'll get a moment, I'll get an idea, and I hope things will change, and I hope I can figure it out. Yeah, I mean, the character the character flaw is definitely there, but I just, the book itself. The book itself is good. It, it just really, the book itself, it takes a lot of um, 
fancy footwork it, to do it. Like, I was like, okay, there could be a part two to this because oh. I want to know how the son grows up, what kind of person he turns into. I want to know if Jeremy is or isn't a good or a bad guy. Like, there are so many loose ends that I need to know about. <laughs> I can I can see where you're still struggling with Jeremy. I just I don't yeah, know. I, like, and then poor Lowen. Like, are you okay? Do you you've I, seen all this information? Do you does do you have a backup plan? Does your family know if they can't contact you every <laughs> 72 hours that right. they need to come looking for you? Right. I mean, right. I just you know, they're just loose ends. Like, I need to know. I need right. to know if those are worked out. I don't know. I think I never looked at Jeremy as a total creepster. I just, I just, all the creepy parts of Jeremy, I just thought were orchestrated. So I forgive that. And um, I just, I don't I know. would agree you, except for the opening scene. Like he handpicked her. Nobody else handpicked her. He did. Yeah, the opening scene, he did handpick her. At that point, did he know it was her? The opening scene. I don't know if he knew it was her at that point, but he knew it was her once she got to the meeting. And he said, he said to her, I went back to my hotel. I was staying right across the street. Right. And got a new shirt. Right, right. He did say he was staying across. He got a shirt. But that's the thing. That means he knew it was her all along. He must have known it was her. Why pick? One woman with blood on their shirt, because I'm sure everyone had blood on their shirt standing near there. If there was, if there was a splash of blood. It would have been. A, it's a splash yeah. zone. It's not one person zone. And Absolutely. it was a, and there's mention of it's a crowded New York street. Nobody even stopped to pay attention that this happened. Yeah, I get, I mean, New York is pretty wild, but I, people would have paid attention. But I can, okay, so my thoughts are Colleen Hoover can write well. My thoughts are it was a very bold attempt at writing a mystery. And I think she did really well in writing a mystery. I think it's super hard to write a mystery. I think she's learned her lesson that, gosh, it's so hard. How many freaking loose threads do I have to tie up? And uh, maybe that's why she stopped writing mysteries because there are loose threads and there is there is a certain contrived elements to mysteries that the really true great mystery authors are like, I don't know how they do it. They just, it's so smooth. You're like, how do mystery do? But some, you know, there was that. I will say huh, the scenes where um, Lowen's looking outside the window and Verity head was facing forward and then her eyes are open turned and staring straight at her cold yeah wow that was freaking creeping the heck out of me but oh another thing i felt okay you know how verity throws a ball at her not verity yeah. i'm sorry lowen throws a ball at verity sorry wrong way Lowen throws a ball at Verity just to check. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, medical professional in me going, 
Yeah, your reflexes should have kicked in, dude. I don't care how good you are. I do not care how good you are. Your reflexes should have kicked in. That's why doctors check for your reflexes. So again, yeah, we had to take our daughter. um, She was two at the time and she had on one of the blanket sleepers. Do you know what I'm referring to? Uh-huh. And Kurt got a hold of her wrist and he was trying to push her blanket sleeper up and her elbow popped. Well, she screamed like somebody had chopped off her arm and he was right. just trying to push up her sleeve so she could have pancakes with syrup. <laughs> and so we took her to the emergency room because she was just screaming and screaming. And what we know now that we didn't know then was she was double jointed. Ah. And the doctor blew up a glove and threw it to her and she caught it. And he said, she's fine. <laughs> right. Like that's, that, that was the, right. it's, you know, it's like your eyes. It's very hard. Like even like, see, even me, like trying, like even me trying to stay away. I'm, yeah. I'm still blinking. It, yeah. It's a, I'm like, stay away. Stay. Oh gosh. Yeah. It's hard. So the ball and very not doing that. And also, how the heck did Jeremy not know that she was able to walk and all of that? And yeah. also, how did the son not talk to the dad about all of this? You know, yeah, I, that's the part I don't understand. Like, he would have slipped to his dad so many times. Like, he really would have. He would have. So, um, but um, in general, I can see why everyone wanted me to read Verity. Like, it is a very shock effect book. Did I predict the ending? Absolutely not. Because I'm sitting there. I I was reading it on vacation. And I'm like talking to my husband. I'm going, okay, so this woman, this is what's going on. And my husband goes, who is the least mentioned character? I said, well, there's the nurse. There's Lowen's boyfriend. The agent was mentioned in the beginning. But he hasn't made an appearance. So there's the nurse and Lowen's boyfriend. And then there's this kid. So he goes, one of them, I said, yeah, but what did they do? And why did they do it? What is their relationship? You know, like I was like, okay, the nurse just comes, you know, whatever so often. There is no connection. Uh, The agent, Lowen's agent. Okay. I'm like, so I'm sitting there, you know, it's a whodunit, right? Whodunit and why, what's going on? And then that's the other thing. Who done what? Who done it, but who did what? Who was murdered here? What what are we trying to solve for? What is X? You know, it's like in algebra, you're like solving for X. Yeah. What are you solving for? That's the thing about this book. I think I liked that was the twist of the book because you're reading it and you don't know what the heck you're trying to solve. Nobody is dead. Well, kind of, but you know, nobody's really dead. You're not solving for a murder. And I really thought like, Okay, she did that, and then she tried to hurt herself. Like, that was my initial. So your initial was that Verity hurt her kids. Yeah. And then, and then, felt, and then felt bad her. and hurt herself? And then she tried to hurt herself. Okay. I got confused at the car scene. Like, something about Verity tried to, what, drive into... A tree. A tree. To try to kill herself? Or what was the end game there? 
Yeah, see, that's what I thought. I thought she couldn't take what had happened and what she had done. And so she tried to drive straight into a tree without slowing down or stopping. And But what was the reasoning for doing that? Just to... I, I think to hurt herself. And ultimately, I don't think it was to injure herself. I think it was to to mortally injure herself. But it ends up that Jeremy did that to her, had her drive into the tree. But how did Jeremy end up driving her her into the tree? Like, it's almost like, you know, you yeah, can push, like, I, like, I mean, I'm like, okay, you can push someone over a cliff and they yeah. die. I get that. That's doable. How do you drive someone into a tree unless you have a remote control car? How do you control them to drive them into the tree to get into an accident? Unless without you being in the car and getting in an accident yourself. I got a little confused by that. Yeah, the like the logistics of that are a bit murky. A bit murky. But like, I think that's why Colleen Hoover decided to stay with um, romances. Yeah, but I, I, I really think. I think she could write another mystery. I think, I think. She should attempt another mystery. I think she writes it well. I, I think she's able to create suspense well. I hated her because I was on vacation and I'm like scary. You know, there's a beach there, but I'm like, oh, I don't think I can read this book anymore. I'm like, oh, like that. But um, but of her books, that has been my favorite. I've only read three of her books. No, four. I've read four. I've read four. I've read uh, Verity. Uh, Verity. Um, it ends with us. It begins with us. And September 27th or November 27th or whatever that date was. Yeah, I haven't read that one. I read It Takes It All, maybe, or mm. something along those lines. So I've read four. And this by far was my favorite of the four. Right. I think she, you like November 27th if you like romances. It's a good romance again it's just I like romances don't get me wrong I know I say don't like it but I do like it I just it's not that I don't like romance it's that if I'm gonna it's just my favorite romance is fantasy right I like I don't know I don't like I don't just want to have like this hot sexual romance I just like I like slow burns I like a connection like a really deep connection before people just go jump at each other in a bedroom and a lot of books are very much it's like oh I saw him across the room and I just knew it was him and we're in a bedroom together I just I don't buy it and also in those kind of romances I just a lot of the way that Colleen's written about the guys and things like that it's just it's too throw-uppy it's too perfect I mean I want a hero a good hero with false. And I want a good heroine with false. And it's very hard to write it. You know me, I'm writing a book and it's hard. You know that. Trying to, you know my villain. I, I need to give him some kind of something. I can't make him all bad. And it's so hard. It's just hard. But um, it's, but in a romance, it's just for me, it's like, I'm just, all right, I'm kind of gaggy. But I, I think for me, I'm over Colleen Hoover. I don't think I'm going to be reading another book. I, I just don't think so. 
I just wanted you, it's why I kept bothering you about it, because I wanted you to try something that was so different from her other stuff. And this was indeed so different from her other stuff. Absolutely. And I'm, I am actually glad that you bothered me and another friend had bothered me forever. I'm glad because um, I needed to see not just that, oh, Colleen Hoover can write something different, but just for me to read something different. And it's, it is a great book to duke it out. It, it is a great discussion book. It is. Like, it really is. And like that ending, just mind blown. And now you know why I was like, just completely mind blown and why I was mind blown for like three months. <laughs> right. My um, interesting of my little niece, well, not little anymore. She's in her early 20s. She read Verity and she said it was a very, um, what did she say it? It was a very, um, not subpar ending, but a very uh, underrate, under, like, underwhelming. Underwhelming. Thank you. That's the word. She was like, it was very underwhelming as an ending. So I was like, okay, all right. You know, and I can see that. I can see all, you know, all of it, but I'm really, um, I'm glad I read it. I'm I'm really glad I read it. And so uh, there you go. So um, I think we should call the discussion of Verity for this podcast episode closed. Wouldn't you agree? I agree. Okay. But so- thank you for reading it. I appreciate it. Well, thank you for pushing me and I'm really really glad we could have this podcast episode that's that's cool for me before I go if you loved this episode or any of my previous episodes please take a moment to write me a review on Apple Podcasts please share this podcast with your family and friends and through your social media channels follow me on Facebook and Instagram on living a life through books I'm also on Clubhouse. Look me up by name. I'm on TikTok. My tag is at Dr. Shnaz Ahmed. You can reach me through email. My address is livingalifethroughbooks at gmail.com. My website is shnazahmed.com. That is S-H-A-H-N-A-Z-A-H-M-E-D.com. The opening and closing music to this and all my previous episodes was composed by my husband, Brad Slavik. I'm Dr. Shanaz Ahmed with Living a Life Through Books signing off. Remember to water the seeds within you. It's time.